Hi, and welcome to Bye 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 with Bree Crickon. Today I have with me my dear friend, my beautiful neighbor, the wonderful Sophie Lopez. Hey. All right, so I picked Sophie for my first episode because ever since I met Sophie, I feel like we really clicked. Like our first meeting, we just bonded over serial killers. So (laughs) why not? (laughs) Um, Sophie is also a local artist, uh, small business owner. Do you want to tell them about your candles and whatnot? Yeah, so I I have one business that's becoming two so I have the mixed marketplace which is kind of like an online marketplace where I sell things that I make and also sell things that other BIPOC creators and makers and artists want to sell Um, so I'm hoping for a lot of diversity of just like types of items you can find on there and different types of people you can buy from and I'm uh, kind of branching that off into another business called um, Minneapolis Candle Co. uh, to sell just my candles. So look out for that soon. Uh, Hopefully I'll be hitting lots of little shops around Minneapolis. And once I figure out what show notes are, I will link those in the show (laughs) notes for sure. All right. So this podcast is about identity and, you know, biracial, bisexual, bipolar. It's such a weird mixture where you don't quite fit in um, to any of those particular groups. Um, What's your relationship with Bye Bye Bye? Yeah, um, super biracial. (laughs) Feel that one um, a lot. Bisexual is still figuring that out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think my whole life I've really felt like in a lot of ways, I'm kind of like stuck between two worlds, Um, just kind of every aspect of my life. I think I really just identify with that, like kind of of two worlds, kind of belonging to neither, um, but also belonging to both. Um, I just feel it all the time. And would you be comfortable sharing like biracially? How do you self-identify? Yeah, so um, my dad's Puerto Rican, um, Afro-Puerto Rican, and my mom is white. Um, Yeah, so. And for those who don't know me, I am also biracial, being black and white, and being adopted by a very conservative white family. So that's why we have this podcast. (laughs) So a quick explanation as to why I'm doing this podcast I listen to podcasts every day and over the last year or so I've noticed that the podcasts I predominantly listen to are hosted by white folks, which is fine, but there just happens to be this lack of color within the podcasting community. And my goal as a future content creator is to have a podcast network with all um, people of color hosting all our shows because there are so many voices out there that are not being heard. So I am doing this for class, but 
I hope it becomes something bigger. For this episode, I wanted to talk about um, biracial characters in media. Like, there are some out there, some more ambiguous than others. So my question for you, Sophie, is have you ever seen yourself um, within a character on television or in movies, books? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my first, the first time that I remember really connecting with a character was watching Avatar, The Last Airbender as a child. Classic, classic. So good. Um, And I really, I just loved Katara. I think, um, you know, my identity was always confusing, but I always, like, felt brown. The word brown always, like, really made sense for myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, me and Katara are different ethnicities, but she is also a brown girl. And I remember just, like, staring at the TV and thinking she was so cool and so smart and so pretty and just so brown and I loved her and I remember other kids you know we'd all talk about who our favorite character was on Avatar and other kids would be like oh I don't like Katara like she's such a buzzkill she's like a mom (laughs) she's this that and I defend her so hard because I just had such a love for her just because it was just this character and kind of the only one that I can really think of from my childhood where I saw someone who looked like me as a main character on the screen. Um, and you and said then, from childhood, do you have any characters more recently? Yeah, two, two more come to mind. One, um, uh, well, just like Rashida Jones as Ann Perkins on um, yes. <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> and just like always talking about how her um amy poehler's character would like call her like her ethnically ambiguous i forget what but like had some little name for her and (laughs) i connected with that (laughs) um and then super recently mirabel in encanto i really loved seeing um she kind of looks like me we have a similar haircut and she's latina just like me and also just in Kanto in general, I really loved um, because they really showed for one of the first times that I've seen the racial diversity in Latina families and just Latina people. And, you know, they were they had black characters, brown characters, white characters and all mixed up. And, you know, that is what my Puerto Rican family is like. We have, you know, genes from all sorts of different places uh, so I love that and seeing um, Dolores also I really liked from that movie with, um, having a white mom and a black mom or black dad um, and she looked a lot like my sister and you get this full spectrum of colors within that movie that I don't think we really realized like it's usually just like the standard brown but there are so many shades and so much history within the culture I, I had to do some research after the movie. I didn't realize how diverse, and I think we always um, kind of downplay that, hey, you're white presenting, but you're also a person of color. So you kind of have 
that um, living amongst two worlds. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a really confusing thing for a lot of Latina people to navigate of like race for us is separate from ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And that's really confusing a lot of the time. And um, I remember I would like explain my family history to people and my um, my family is here in the States instead of Puerto Rico because my grandma, when she was 18, was disowned. She was a uh, lighter skinned Puerto Rican. She was disowned for marrying a black Puerto Rican. And so then they moved to New York and people, I would tell that to people and they'd be so confused because they're like, how are people racist in Puerto Rico? Like everyone's mm-hmm. a person of color there. And it's like, no. My dad would always say Puerto Ricans are like jelly beans. We come in every color. Aww. So what about you? Um, my character is um, a little more recent and uh, a little more embarrassing. My character is actually Missy Foreman Greenwald from Big Mouth. Oh, I love Big Mouth. She's so <laughs> awkward and so embarrassing. And... For those of you that haven't seen, she was originally voiced by a white woman. And for some reason, I just kind of resonated more. And then she goes on her, like, um, self-discovery as, like, a Mm -hmm. black woman. Mm -hmm. And then her voice actress changes. And she's just so awkward and such this (laughs) nerd. And her parents are like two professors and just get they get called out for being like the whitest folks even though her dad is black and I just relate to her so much and you also get to go on a hair journey with Missy Mm. which you have curly hair it's something that you have to adjust to and I think we're finally as a culture allowing ourselves to have a more natural look yeah. So, Missy from Big Mouth, that is uh, my character in media that is near and dear to my heart. I totally see that. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> the hair thing reminded me growing up, uh, my white mom would always tell me, my sister, like, if my hair is messy before something, like, run a brush through your hair quick. And we'd always be like, Mom, we can't. <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> it like look that. worse. And oh it took my her. Goodness. Like, two decades to finally understand that. <laughs> My mom's still just like, get a blowout. Maybe you should do this and do that. And I'm just like, I don't have the finances or the time for yeah. any of this. Like, l- let me just be me. Yeah. My hair has never looked the same two days in a row. But that's kind of just having curly hair, though, right? Absolutely. queen (laughs) let's talk about the weird in-between world of growing up mix in a very predominantly white world and white family yeah um it's a weird time (laughs) uh yeah so growing up you know it's growing up in a biracial household 
I was also growing up in a really bicultural household. Um, my mom, you know, grew up on a lake. Her dad was a lawyer um, in suburban Minnesota. And my dad grew up in poverty in Bedstuy, Brooklyn, with, you know, they could afford one outfit per year. And um, my mom went to an Ivy League for her master's and my dad didn't even have a high school diploma. So growing up was definitely a just long experience of this mixed kid thing where you're just like, there are two really different worlds that I'm from. I don't know if I belong fully in either one. I don't really, it's hard to find people to relate to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I remember at some point in high school, I found a little group of friends where all of us were mixed in some way, in all di- pretty different ways. And that felt really cool. You know, it's like, we didn't, all of us were like half white, but have other things, but it's still mm-hmm. so connecting, you know, just being mixed itself is something that feels good to be around someone who kind of gets it. Do you feel like visually people recognize that you are like a mixture of two different backgrounds? Mm. People definitely. Um, Do you have the so what are you exactly kind of questions that I feel like every mixed person has come across? All the time. And sometimes people have their guesses. I've been guessed to be a about every ethnicity that's out there. But yeah, I'm definitely immediately clocked as other. Mm -hmm. Even when sometimes as a half white person with lighter skin, sometimes I'm like, am I white passing? Like, do I count as brown? And it seems like every time I have that thought, like someone the next day will be like, are you Indian? And I'm like, no, but actually that makes me feel really good. (laughs) Like, I am brown. yeah, just that question. Do you get that question? It, I do, and it always depends on how people phrase it to be like, mm. oh, I, I don't like that. Just like, I feel if you ask, like, what's your family background like? Or mm-hmm. not just like, so why are you brown, though? Why do you look different than me? It's so hard to be like, oh shit, here we go again. Let's let's find that answer. But you know what I've noticed is like the phrasing, like what are you? Like I think most people have understood. Or a lot of the people I interact with, like, no, not to use that phrasing mm-hmm. anymore. Like uh, white people. But I and I get mad if a white person asks me that. But if a person of color asked me that, I do not mind at all. I'm like, let's get into it. Yeah, like, uh, this is what I am. What are you? <laughs> I think when I asked you, I was just like, so what are the ingredients that <laughs> came together to make you? Because you, you can't see Sophie right now, but Sophie is a strikingly beautiful person. You're just like, oh, damn, okay. Something's going on there. Let's, let's find out. Yeah, did you have any guesses? Uh, I got it right. And I was yeah. just like, good for me. I felt like not as ignorant. Nice. But I was just, but my question is usually like, 
but which parent is white? Because I feel like mm. that kind of tells like what kind of person you're going to grow up to be. Most of the biracial mm. people I know, their mothers are white. Yeah. Which, oh, it's a, we could go into that if we had time, especially with just like hair alone, because that's like a predominantly like a mother thing to do, like getting you ready just for school. And it's just like, some days I look bad. <laughs> I wore a tight ponytail until I was in seventh grade and it, it wasn't the look. Yeah. But, I can relate to that for sure. Uh, <laughs> mixed kids am i right sophie thank you so much for being my first guest i really appreciate you coming thanks so much for having me so you can find me on instagram at the mixed marketplace and then i have a website um it's the same thing just the mixed and the new candle business at Minneapolis Candle Co. on Instagram, and the website will be coming soon. Yes, and we'll put all those in the show notes along with mine. All right. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this first episode of Bye 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 with Brie Crickon.